welcome everybody to the Everybody Counts podcast. It's Tracy here and my co-host Jay is with me or otherwise known as Titus B. Welliver III. Did I get it? No. Oh, no, well, I got it well wrong again. Welliver B. Titus III. There you go. Welliver B. Titus III. I really, I don't try to mess that up. I just always do. Okay. Yes, you yes. do. You do it so, on purpose. Jay, a.k.a. Welliver B. is, is here with me. And we are going to discuss Bosch Legacy, Episode 7. It's, yeah. It's titled, One of Your Own. So, approaching the finale. We've got to check out what happens in this episode. It was written by Naomi Izuka and Benjamin Pitts and directed by Hagar Ben-Asher. So, we will get into it. Well, let's get into this episode. I would say... A lot happened. You touched on most of the storylines. I think there was one big moment. Like everything progressed along. We got some more, just like you're doing an investigation. We got a little more information. We're moving forward. But there, of course, I think there was one big moment. What do you think that was? I, I don't even want to guess anything <laughs> that you question me with now because I will just be, I have like a 52% chance of getting it right. 52, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's it. I think right. that's it. All right. We'll just, we'll just move into it. I know you're a little gun shy right now. Okay. Well, let's start out. Why don't we start out talking about Dats. Dats is done for. He's gone. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, that was. And of course, the immediate thought is, wait, did, did Honey's bluff or whatever you want to call it did that really yeah puts her really in a bad spot. yeah it puts her in a, in a bad light so um the feds yeah so i mean i'm sure everyone remembers that she kind of said that one of the emmy leaders uh raul Araya, was one of her clients and that she could you know kind of have him at her disposal good or bad you know depending on how that's cooperated in the um was it the first or second episode when they visited him and wanted to find out why he recanted his testimony. So, you know, he cooperated. We found out at that time that it was, uh, that it was all from the Ivanovich brothers, but sure enough. Yeah. That's, that's takes one in prison and he's dead. So the feds show up and they interview honey. Um, her, she said nothing to say, get a subpoena. You want me to talk, get a subpoena. Um, pretty straightforward. Then they talked to Harry later and uh, one thing that jumped out with me when they talked to harry is he called them lads that was that was perfect harry bosch don't you think <laughs> yeah it was yeah <laughs> it was, was just like it's like he has that way it's like he's kind of can say it's polite but he's insulting them so yeah it's so politely demeaning i love it <laughs> but he said you know i can't i was just sitting there she was doing the talking you know i can't recollect exactly what she said that you know that testimony would not be reliable but somehow they convince him to come back with them to their offices uh, he gets in the car and they keep him all day jay i mean what's up with that he ends up calling yeah mo that was for, rude yeah he calls mo for a ride yeah how rude but marty <laughs> yeah go ahead i said that's why nobody likes the fbi i know yeah mm-hmm. jerks well and the other thing they so marty's talking to honey and you know he's you can tell he's worried that maybe she's crossed a line did she have anything to do with this and She's like, I would never suborn murder. And I learned vocabulary. I was not familiar with that word. Were you, Jay? Suborn? 
I say I'm familiar with it, but I okay. would not use it in a sentence because I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> well, I had to look it up. I mean, I guess you could intuitively figure out the meaning, but I had to like check for sure. So like she would never condone or endorse murder. So you, you can get some vocabulary lessons from Bosch Legacy. And, and that was one of them for me. But she tells him, you know, no, it wasn't me. I, I, I had nothing to do with this. And also she found it strange that they knew exactly how the conversation went. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And my first how's that, thought, how's my first that thought for was attorney the client privilege. Yeah. I was yeah. like, the feds. I was like, how can they get away with that? Or, you know, did they listen in? How did that happen? And then it's just the feds. You know, they just paint them in this show with that kind of light, you know, that they can uh, get away. They can, you know, they get to do what they want to do. Snaky. It's not cool. So we find out later she goes to to the prison and talks to Raiola Rea and wants to know kind of what's what's the word on the block because he's not going to, he's not going to rat on anyone. And they kind of back and forth she kind of you know, learns from him that he said it was the russian brothel was behind it now someone named gregor ends up taking the the heat for doing it whether he actually did or not i don't think we know for sure but assuming it was all implemented through the Br- russian brothel what would you say was the motive you can't trust the guy man you got to clean up all your loose ends you know mm-hmm. just you, you but, take care of business but at that point and i thought that first too but at that point you know we thought they've left town and and they could have done it you know, after leaving town but i got the impression in episode six that harry just thought they were done they'd done everything they felt like they needed to do and they were out of there and like but do you would you see him as a loose end in any way could he still come back and do damage to them that's- well, I think when you're that kind of like organization, you don't take mm-hmm. any chances. Okay. And I think, I think even better, you you make the people believe that you're done, you're gone, you've left, you don't care anymore. That's the perfect time to take someone out. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Not that I would consider murdering anyone, but if I had to think about it, that's what I would do. Because you would not suborn murder. Correct. I would vocabulary. Not. Right. <laughs> well yeah so that's is a goner that was did it stress you out a little bit that's when that happened i mean not not obviously when it happened it's disturbing to see that happen but but for honey's sake were you nervous at all i was nervous because i thought she was screwed yeah because you you see it go down and <clears throat> first thought is oh my god it doesn't even matter who did it or why honey is screwed yeah right right how can she yeah defend herself against this, yeah yeah all right well bosch is out working on the basu murder dr basu murder and he's uh, going through the homeless encampment where it happened and he's talking to a dr shipman seems like a friendly guy gives him bosch gives him his card if you you think of anything because this guy said that you know, everybody loved basu he didn't know of any enemies or anything like that you know was he there that night did he see anything or hear anything he said no he had left work early that day so we don't get a lot from him but after he talks to him he's walking around the corner and there's gustafson leaning on the hood of harry's jeep not a guy is a bad word no (laughs) he's a he is a bad word that was just not a smart move i was like as soon as i saw him standing there leaning there like that i was like oh boy here's a confrontation 
So, you know, he tells Bosch to stay out of his investigation. And I think Bosch basically says, you can't stop me and someone needs to work on it, that, that kind of thing. So uh, and we learn later, Joan Bennett shows up in this episode and she has a private talk with Harry. And she, she says that Gustav Gustafson is uh, definitely has felt insulted or whatever. And that, that Bosch made him look bad, you know, with the whole well, Jeffrey maybe, first that thing. Maybe he shouldn't suck. <laughs> yeah, maybe that? he shouldn't suck. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking you brought that upon yourself when you didn't really right. investigate. Exactly. So, but yeah, but yeah, he's feeling embarrassed by him and, you know, that he, he you know, you better, you know, watch. She basically kind of says, you better watch out for him. He's got it out for you. And he's like, you know, get in line. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's like how many people... <laughs> <laughs> are frustrated yeah. with Bosch. So, but he does a, another run through the homeless encampment at the night and he talks to a young guy walking his dog and turns out that that guy, the dog walker had seen some kind of logo or something specific. I don't remember what it was on the, on the killer's uh, sweatshirt. And that had never come out in the investigation so far. So it just sort of, it's the nail in the coffin showing that Gustafson is not really uh, doing his work so and then Bas basu sorry bosch also goes to dr basu's home and talks with his widow and his daughter uh his the the wife uh she's she's not happy that bosch is there because she's been told that he let a killer right. know, you know so she's not interested in being there but the daughter is is polite and helpful and he gets a chance to look at dr basu's calendar and there's a meeting noted on there, uh, a meeting with the medical investigation board. So that sort of, that definitely piques our interest and, you know, thinks, hmm, maybe this is turning in another direction. So that's about all we get with that case. But it's definitely, I would say, another step, you know, it's something he can work with. For sure. Yeah. Something else he can look into. Let's see. Oh, there's another attempted rape call on the radio, on the police radio in Thai town. And Vasquez and Reina are Vasquez. That is Reina. That is Vasquez. <laughs> Maddie and Reina. I never know what to call them, you know, because you would you normally call them by their last name, but you can't. It's hard to just say Bosch because then you don't know right. which person you're talking about. So it's kind of weird. But Maddie and Reina, I'll just say it that way. We're at the Trejo's Donuts again. You know, the one that the pink is the color of Pepto Bismol. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I just, I knew it. See, that could come Should up. Should have had that as part of the questions. Yeah. I would have known. You would have known that one. So yeah, they're they're having donuts or whatever. And they hear this call and they're like, he's like, take it, you know, take it. But um, Officer Morgan, Kai Morgan gets to it first. They meet up with him later at the station. They run into him and, and ask about it. And this was again, this was an attempted rape. This person got away and the the rapist ran off. And um, you know, they they think maybe they something was left behind or something like that. But it definitely sounds, the details sound very similar to the situation with Preeta Setong. So um, Maddie's like trying to put the pieces together because she's the officer who attended to the, you know, to Preeta's call, but she's also trying to kind of solve this case, right? <laughs> she's trying to put it all together. She, um, and they run into Detective Coleman, who is actually the investigator on the case. And she's kind of impressed with what Maddie's come up with. She first, you remember when they first met, she was kind of snarky with her. Like, you yep. don't tell me what you did or what you saw. But <laughs> right. 
but now she's kind of appreciating the information and sees that you know is, is impressed and she asked maddie about um does she want to help with canvassing the area and maddie's eager to do that i don't know that reina is so eager to do that but <laughs> yeah um, thanks but, um, for volunteering her yeah exactly so she wants to help with that so there's you know there's more to, to come there putting some pieces together let's see we also want to talk about whitney vance is gone but the investigation continues into his heirs and what's left behind with his company who's in charge it appears that this philip corwin is going to be taking the helm and he shows up at ida porter's house Vance's longtime personal assistant, and he kicks her to the curb. He fires her. First of all, so all bad news with that company. <laughs> what do you would you say is his motive, and and why Corwin? Why would the head guy, whatever whatever his title is, at the company come and deliver that message? Because be- he's got an ego, man. Okay. It's all ego with him. It's all ego. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, is he trying to do it just sort of under the radar? Uh, I couldn't quite figure out why he would do it himself unless he was actually trying to do the right thing. And it's such a sensitive situation for someone who's worked for the, the last guy for you know almost 40 years. Uh, would you try? No, to because, because she knows, she knows all the secrets or you would think yeah. that somebody that's been around for that many years, that close to someone in that kind of role, that person knows secrets has information. You got to get them out of the picture. And that that's guy's a on a power trip. Uh-huh. So he's going to take care of himself. And, and I think it kind of makes him feel like he's also putting her in a place. I don't care what, you know, it makes no difference. You're out of okay. here. Nobody needs you, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a jerk. Yeah. Why is everybody a jerk in these darn shows? They're all just jerks. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. No, that does make sense. That, that's, that's some good input. We move a little further with this case when Bosch gets a call from Hallie Lewis because he had struggled to remember things the first time he talked to him, which has been a really long time. And, you know, he's a veteran. Probably a lot of things you purpose, you know, try to block out. But he has recalled the name of the paper that the girlfriend worked for, that Nick Santanella. What am I trying to say, Jay? That he, that he had uh, the connection to through the photo. Right. That, that they he was he remembered him dating a photojournalist and originally he couldn't remember the, the paper or that she worked for. But he has recalled that. So the idea is that Bosch can look into this paper who worked at that time, maybe, you know, put some pieces together. So it's, you know, one more clue in the process to what happened. Could there possibly be any further errors? And because, I mean, that's, that's what Bosch is trying to get at this. So that's the whole goal, even though Nick has died, is there any possibility that, you know, there's, there was someone else that uh, came of a relationship. So he goes to this paper, he's looking through the archives it's a lot of stuff to look through, Jay. It's a lot. He's a dedicated dude. He is. Man. He is. Oh, yep. He is just <laughs> that that's the stuff in the weeds nobody wants to do. Yeah. And the the not great detectives and police people, the people yeah. that are just there to collect, they would not do. This is right. a guy who obviously cares. Mm-hmm. And he goes along with the whole go knock on doors things. Like Yep. It's, 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 a, it's old school, 
but it's also just doing the work, you know, it's yeah. not, it's, it's not trying to find the easy way. It's not a Gustafson who's trying to just get a, a win right. on his record. He is, he is, Bosch has always been willing to do the work. Remember all those files in season one, when they were looking to trying to find a file that would end up being Raynard Waits from the Boster home that, you know, they were going through file by file in that. It's just, there's been several, we, we see this a lot with Bosch. He's willing to, to get in, like you said, to get into the weeds, to do the hard work and uh, just take your time and do it right. So Fortunately for him, it doesn't take too long before he finds a photo of Nick Santanelli. He recognizes him. So he looks at what um, edition of the paper that was, who the, the photojournalist was, and he gets the name Gabriella Lita. So he's able to meet her in this episode. And sure enough, she was the girlfriend. She was in a relationship with Nick. A friend of hers had actually married them, even though it wasn't a legal union. They, you know, they wanted to make a commitment to each other. And he had, uh, you know, he had taken a risk to come see her, period. And she confirms that, yes, they, they had a baby. It was a daughter they named Viviana after Nick's biological mother. And not only that, there's a, a grandson that Gabriella has a grandson, Gilberto. So that means that Vance had a great grandson and a granddaughter, yep. right? granddaughter yep. and a great grandson out there still living breathing that could really probably benefit from his estate so they make some plans to meet up together uh so that she can introduce Bosch to viviana and he can meet gilberto they exchange goodbyes get in their cars this is a this is at night by this point Bosch pulls off and not far behind him is Sloan is, is in his car or watching, watching him pull off. So what at this point do we think Sloan is doing? It looks very suspicious when you say. Yeah, I, I think we shoot him and take him out. <laughs> Get rid of him. But we don't suborn murder. <laughs> so. Oh, well, that's true. All right. Just in the kneecap. So, yeah, it's, it doesn't paint him in a good light. He just, you know, his boss is gone. He's, but he's just apparently, it seems like he's so suspicious of, of Harry that he's still working on something, it seems, related mm -hmm. to Vance. Yeah, so, why are you in the shadows, buddy? What's yeah, going well, on here? <laughs> exactly. So now the big moment, I think, from the episode comes from how the story, I mean, they're all important moments. Let me say that. But the, the big boom pal, I think, of this episode is the storyline with the shooter, Paulina Shooter. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? No. <laughs> we, <laughs> you have least, to ask open-ended questions, Tracy. Otherwise, you risk getting a no. That's right. I can't just do the yes, no. Well, the name of the shooter. We have a name. There's roll call and someone named Detective Morrison is there. Joan Bennett from RHD is there. And they're giving the officers... Uh, info intel on who this was it was someone named james sharp who Bad um, dude. is in violation of his parole and that he appears to be traveling with a girlfriend named nicole davis they describe the car and everything so they're putting the information out there for the officers to you know be on watch they want to find this guy so um morrison goes to interview the girlfriend's 
family. Well, I guess we should back up. When do we see first the her at the hotel? Yeah. Yeah, because she calls her mom yeah. first. Yeah. We so see her call her mom with kind of a weird phone call about kind of wanting to get out of there, rah, 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 rah. And then, then we move on to where Morrison gets to meet the mom and basically get it out of her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> gives, gives up the, the info. So, yeah, Nicole has this conversation with her mom's kind of checking in. Um, she wants her to know she's safe, but she, you know, that he's making her, that James Sharp is making her stay there under the, under duress because it's all about her protecting her son and being able to go back and be with her son. So he's, he's using the child um, against her in that way. So she's just trying to cooperate enough to whatever she needs to do and then get back to her family. So, and she says that he wants money. He wants to cash. So do you believe it, Tracy? Do you believe it? Is she really in trouble or is she just helping them get some money so they can go out on the run? She seems legit. She, she seemed genuinely, to me, genuinely scared and unnerved by the whole thing. Like she just desperately wants to do whatever she needs to do to get out of there and get away from him and get back to her son. Did you not mind? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the Bosch world. I don't trust anybody. Yeah. Well, I can respect that. I can respect that. But yeah, she seemed legit to me. So Morrison, Detective Morrison, like I said, visits the family, talks to Ms. Davis, Nicole's mom. And you're right. He gets out of her that there was a phone call that he's, you know, he wants to get some cash. So he's going to use that to his benefit. The detective, he gives her a recording device and says, hey, I'll keep her safe. Just put this in here and then we can find out you know, what's going on. We will set up the drop and then we can get her out of there and arrest him. So they set that all up and... It's at a kind of like at a, a park or rec place. And Nicole gets the money. He has, James Sharp has her go out and get the money from under the table. And she just wants to hand it to him and be on your way. Here you go. I got the money. Go. And he's like, no, you have to, you have to get in the car. You have to stay with me. So this is not good news for her. because She's still involved. And they pull off. And of course, a chase ensues with SIS. We've got Spencer Cosgrove, I think is the lieutenant with SIS and working, coordinating with Morrison for this drop. And then the, and then the pursuit of James Sharp. So they do pursue him, ends up crashing into a fence. There are several, multiple police officers there, vehicles, SIS is there. They tell him to put his hands up. Cosgrove tells him, tells James Sharp to put his hands up. He seems to reach for something. And then we hear someone yell gun and then they just fire someone over. Yeah. They fire on the, on his vehicle and yeah, it's all over. They look in and they are clearly, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. They have not made it that they've died. So, uh, so much for keeping Nicole safe, right? Yeah. Not so much. Cause Morrison shows up and he's like, what happened? This, you know, this was supposed to be ABCD, you know, straightforward, uh, set up the drop, capture him, get Nicole out of there. And it just, everything went haywire and unfortunately took you know lives at the same time so and we should say that speaking of lives you know paulina's live life is at risk she was shot by james sharp and we do get a little information about her what did they say jay because maddie asks about it in roll call and i think she asked joan bennett and what did they say about her status don't they say stable or or something but 
that she'll get more information when it's available or yeah. something. She kind of okay. put it off. Like she's alive, but more information yeah. later. Which I, it's good to know that she has made it thus far. You know, we, you're right. We didn't get a lot of information about her, you know, prognosis and her recovery, that kind of thing, but she's, she's still alive. So that, that was good to hear. But yeah, Morrison wants to, to know what happened. He walks up to Cosgrove and, you know, wants him to explain everything. And he says he pulled his gun and you see Maddie from behind. She has just kind of, I don't know what to say, but just kind of a concerned look. What would you call that look? Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, not so much concern too, but one of those looks where you don't know what to do. Yeah. Something well, caught her right. off guard. Something caught her off yeah. guard. Like, hmm, that, you know, is she doubting what he said? Did she see something else? But there, there's something there. You can see a lot in that look. So that that was definitely a big game changer in the episode. Um, this is just sort of, I think, kicking off a, a much longer storyline with uh, with the department. Would you agree that was the big shebang? <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's that would have been my guess when you first asked me, except uh-huh. I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or the discovery of the family. Yeah. Oh, Whitney Vance's heirs. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was that was a game changer, too. Yeah, it, it was a much brighter one, much, much brighter one. Um, but you're right. That did. I didn't I didn't think about the severity or the impact that 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 holds. That's why I'm here, Tracy. That's, That's why, why I'm you're here. here. Teamwork makes the dream work. So do you have any other questions that haven't come up so far about the episode? I don't think so. Okay. I'll, I'll have, I have one for you. It's something we didn't bring up, but Frida Setong shows up at the station to ask Maddie about the investigation. Because uh, did Maddie text her or something that they, there was another case she reached out to I don't to her. remember. But I she was remember. she was definitely following up with Maddie on the case. What have you found? You know, was did you find anything? Any arrests? So on. And they're in the midst of trying to track down the shooter. You know, Paulina's shooter. And she tries to kind of explain that to Preeta Saitong that you know we, we're kind of all hands on deck with this other thing right now, which I understand right. why. But Prita is obviously taken aback by it. Like, well, do I not count right now? Could Maddie have handled that any differently? You think? You know what? Can I <clears throat> can I use that to go on a mini rant? Can I do that? Please, do that? please do. Good. I'm I'm going to use that to go on a mini rant because I almost did this earlier when we were talking. I'm like, no, I'm going to hold off. But this is perfect. You know, <laughs> it really it really irks my nerves. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, people out there that complain about how Maddie is not a cop. It's not the right role for her. Blah, 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 blah. You know, she does this so perfectly, Tracy. Like in this episode alone, we saw how like some of her own detective type work is mm-hmm. being noticed by her colleagues. And she's yep. obviously got a brain and she's motivated and she's dedicated. And at the same time, we also see the rookie cop in her by yeah. making the mistake of saying, hey, listen, a cop's been shot and that's what people are working on right now. That she plays right. it so damn well. Yeah. It's, it's This is what a rookie cop would go through. Right. They would do some things well. They would do some things wrong and they learn along the way. And yeah. I just, it pisses me off that people, they 
they they don't look beyond what they see on their TV screen to really consider the character and consider mm-hmm. the actor. Mm-hmm. Like this this episode proves she's where she needs to be in my mind. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It would be very odd for her to not make mistakes. You know, she's not going to be the right. super cop out of the gate, but she does have skills. She does have, you know, her parents were both in law enforcement. It's got to be passed down some way, you know, in genetics. She's lived with her dad. She's, you know, seen him work. She obviously, she's going to have an interest in investigating. Yes, that's not her role. There are boundaries to, to being a patrol officer. But she's not going to be able to help having that interest, having seen her dad investigate cases, right. you know. So to me, that is believable. But what would not be believable, like you said, is she, if she never made a mistake or she was, you know. Right. She's got to so. make these mistakes. And, yeah. and the thing that I like about her character the most is I feel like you can see her trying to learn from it, too. You mm-hmm. know, a lot Every, everybody makes mistakes and it really is all about how you handle those mistakes and you bounce back from them. Mm-hmm. And I just think this character overall, like it's, I think it's fun to see, man. I She's do, going yeah. through so much. Yeah. And, and, you know, you watch a lot of TV shows and you see the rookie cops or the rookie doctors or the rookie lawyers and, and, you know, they do such a great job and life is great and they have these stressful situations that they handle so well. This is, this is LA. There yeah. is nothing easy about LA and mm-hmm. I'm not a cop. Maybe I'm full of bullshit here, mm-hmm. but to me, this is what a rookie cop would go through. And I yeah. appreciate it a lot. I think I think it's been some good storytelling and they've taken advantage of of the talks that she has with with Perry, you know, with her dad, Yep. because she can kind of she she is going further in her mind with with some of these cases. And it's not just she doesn't leave work at home, just like Harry doesn't leave work at home, but she has him to bounce ideas off of and to explore her feelings and 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 i would need to talk through i I would not be able to just leave that at work i don't think either and you know i'm sure they all have different ways of dealing with it but you know she has her dad and she can she can talk to him and bounce ideas off of him and um see if he's had those experiences you know does he have an opinion or any suggestions so i I think that's a really cool thing in the spinoff and whether you want to call it spinoff or continuation with legacy is that you are seeing this new iteration of a Bosch. Yep. In this case, Maddie Bosch, but you, you know, you still have Harry and the ability, you know, for them to work together and support one another. Cause she, I mean, she's a support to him too, you know? Right. So it's, it's, I think it's really, it's unique and it, it makes for some, some good storytelling. And so I, I'm, I'm fine totally fine with your rant not i'm not always fine with your rants but <laughs> i know you're not so i'll take uh, it yeah so no, <laughs> i totally totally agree so with that said so it sounds like you think maybe she could have said it a little bit better because this you, you're calling this one of her mistakes <laughs> I, of. I am i i am because you know she's she's in the heat of the moment and she she cares about the person in front of her she mm-hmm. cares about the about Paulina she she cares about her job I think you're stuck in this moment where you blurt out an answer that frankly is probably true 
mm-hmm. but you don't have you don't have time to think about the ins and outs. Yeah. And so, you know, it it probably was super insensitive and definitely the wrong thing to say. But again, what what are you gonna do? You're yeah. learning. Yeah. And I've kind of think that almost just day after day in that job being a boot that you you must question every decision you make yep. throughout the day, you know, cause it's experience just accounts for so much, you know, and I wonder how long it takes for things to come more naturally. So she doesn't always have the time, like you said, to think through an answer. So you, you know, you do your best, you make some mistakes, but at what point do you just sort of have it figured out or do you ever, you know, I don't, I don't think you do, man. I don't think you do. Seems like a lot of pressure. Yep. That's why I just talk about it on a podcast. (laughs) We cannot give you any real life experience. All right. Well, if there are no more questions about the episode, who do you want to highlight from this episode? Who's your personal interest? And, and this is why, I chose not to ask a question because my person of interest probably prompts a question and it, and it is Maddie Mm -hmm. and it, and it is from the big scene uh, of the shooting and everything going down there. I think of all the things that happened, that's probably the thing that has the biggest emotional impact. Cause Mm -hmm. again, she's got a lot going on. There's stuff going on all under. Now she's part of kind of, I guess we'll call a shootout. I don't even know what you really call that, a shooting, whatever. Yeah. A potential suspect kind of shooting. You know, that for me, I I sit here wondering, how does that affect her own psyche? How does she digest this? What does this mean for her? And just has the biggest overall impact, I think, for the show for me. Yeah, no, good answer. Good answer. I like it. I think it's a a great choice. All right. What do you got? I've got Hallie Lewis. Now we didn't even see him. We didn't even see him on screen or did we, did we see him talking on the phone or did we just. Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) You're supposed to know this as a podcast. I know. I'm I'm, terrible. I'm I'm going with Hallie Lewis because he gave uh, just some really pertinent information. Not only did he give the information that led to, to Harry finding Gabriella and finding out that there were heirs this says a lot that this guy kept thinking about it. You know, he could have just written. That's Bosch a great off. point. He could have just yeah. written him off, even though this was a, a friend in, in war that he was asking him about, you know, maybe he didn't want to think about the past for one thing, or, or maybe it's just, you know, too hard, but yeah, he could have just for whatever reason, written Bosch off and not tried to, to think of it, but he did, he did keep trying to remember or it came to him and he took the time to reach out and it made a really big difference. So I know every once in a while we have kind of those characters that aren't on screen a lot or, you know, but we choose them as the person of interest, but sometimes there's just really pivotal information that comes out. So. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a good choice. Cause yeah, I don't, you, you don't necessarily consider it, but you're, you were a hundred percent right when you said this guy could have just like been like, ah, eh, moved on. I think most people would have been like, I'm not going to put any more time or energy into this. And even if it did come to him in some whim, Mm-hmm. He certainly didn't have to follow back and he did. Yeah, 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 exactly. So two good answers. We're agreeing a lot tonight. This is a little scary. Yeah, this is scary. I don't it's a little, a little odd. But... All right. Well, whatever you say next, I'm gonna argue with you about. Go. <laughs> Just for the heck of it. 
Um, okay, I'm got, I got a trivia question for you. So you, you can't really disagree with it, but you can you can try to Great. say whether it's a good or a bad question. What was the name of the place where they did the drop? Oh, geez. See, at least it's not a phone <sighs> number or a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> I just name. know it was like a rec center. Okay. Yeah, oh, it was man. a rec center. It was it was the J. McClenahan Rec Center <laughs> of L.A. I don't it know. Was, I can picture it. Okay, yeah. I know. You can always picture it. That's the thing, and you can't recall the details. I'm the same way. It was the Lemon Grove Recreation Center. And I don't think that would have stood out to me uh, so much, but when we visited L.A., we stayed in that area. So I, I, we were near Lemon Grove. That was kind of kind of cool that it... Well, that's not fair because the last time I was in L.A., I was not near that, so that's not fair. <laughs> okay, so you're going to disagree with me. That is not a fair question. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. That was a lot of fun talking about the episode. Some good stuff. Always wanted to, good. We wanted to include a game, or I say I wanted to include a game because I made this game, and Jay, I wouldn't say you're the victim. You're just, you don't know anything about it yet, so... Oh, no, I'm definitely the victim. It's okay. <laughs> and there's a prize at stake, but only for you. It's not really you against me. If you get enough points, then you get a prize, which I'm going to tell you in a minute. And then there's a bonus question at the end. If you don't have the right number of answers, you could still give one more shot with the bonus question. Wow. Okay. So it's kind of like the newlywed game, I guess, but it's just you trying to guess yes. what I'm going to say. Uh, oh, that, God, okay. I never know what you're going to say. Well, actually, so <laughs> let me let me let me say that better. I have. OK, I have 10 questions, nine or 10 questions, and I put the answers that I thought you would say. So it's oh, actually geez. it's actually what do you think? Tracy thinks that you will say so oh, you know, that's that's scary that's, that's a, really, a little harder you went into you went into my head Tracy oh <laughs> I my tried God. To, I tried it was oh, scary <laughs> I tried to go inside your head so yeah so that complicates it a little bit not just what would I say off the cuff it's me thinking hmm what would Jay say for this oh, boy. Oh, boy. and there goes my brand new car I was about to win <laughs> there are 10 <laughs> questions okay and if you get seven of them, then you get the prize. If you if you don't get seven of them correct, then you can still have a chance with the bonus question. And the prize is on the next Bosch Legacy episode, podcast episode that we do, I'm going to allow you to pick an adjective to put in front of your name, in front of Jay. And so every time I talk to you on the podcast or call upon you, I will say blank Jay. So you get to choose. So this is the greatest game <laughs> in the history of games. I, the pressure is immense now. I, yeah, I cannot, yeah. I cannot lose this. I mean, see, I got in your head and know what you would like for the prize. So. Oh man, yeah. the pressure is on. <laughs> okay. You ready to jump in? You ready for number yeah, one? Yeah, let's do this. I'm about okay. to win. <laughs> yes. All right. Jay, what is the phrase you use uh, when you are suspicious of a character? In the show? Oh, geez. I don't even know what I say. Um, you say it a lot. So that's interesting. I, I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So I'll be like, hey, what do you think of John in this episode? You like I, him? I would you trust say, him? I would say, I would say he's sus. He sucks. Okay. All right. 
I said, you, you do this often. You say, I don't like them. I don't like them. Oh, that was too easy. I should have known that. <laughs> oh, this is too much pressure. Okay. All right. Crap. Now, how do I think Jay would answer this question? Who is the best guy that Maddie has dated so far? Uh, no one. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Woo. All right. That's a good connection there, okay. Tracy. I like it. All right. This one, um, you know, it's just pretty straightforward. Who do I think you would say is your favorite character? Oh, geez. Um, I guess, uh, shoot. This is really hard because I'm now I'm not like what I would think. I'm like, I'm thinking, <laughs> would Tracy think this or would Tracy think? Oh, my God. Um, let, let's, let's go with Bosch. Okay. I said, Harry. Ding, ding, ding. Whew, whew, that two, was hard. Two so far. Okay. Who would Jay say is the biggest weasel in the Hollywood division historically? Like forever, Bosch? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not oh, just Captain Jerkface. <laughs> okay. Can you be more specific? Captain Cooper. Captain Cooper. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Oh, this is. This is this is feeling easier, but I can't I can't let it get to me. I gotta I gotta keep it up. Don't, don't okay. yeah. Don't. You gotta gotta stay strong, stay connected. Okay. All right. Who would you say is the unsung hero in the Bosch Bosch Legacy series thus far? Oh, the unsung hero. Jeez. God, Tracy, that's really hard. Um. I mean, you do try to be funny sometimes, so I'll give you that hint. Oh, like man, it. I hate this game. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. There's a lot of choices here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Crate. Beansy. I said Beansy. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> such a good answer. Dang it. Oh, that's such a good answer. I hate I, myself. I answer better for you than you do. Okay. Oh, yes, you did. Another pretty straightforward one. You have you have three, okay? And this is number five. Oh. No, this is number six, actually. Oh, a little more pressure. Um, what has been your favorite season of the original combined with Bosch Legacy? So you can say one through seven original or one Legacy. Oh, geez. God, Tracy, did you sit there and think, what are the hardest questions I could ask Jay about, Jay? No, I actually didn't. Oh, my Lord. Um, oh, geez. I'm going to say, oh, I hate you for this. I'm so going to get it wrong, and it's my own mind. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven. Okay. I said oh. uh, original Bosch season one. I was going to say that, but then I was like, no, I think I already said out loud the seventh was the best. You're, over, you're overthinking it. Okay. All right. Choose one, crate or barrel. Oh, man. Oh, gosh, really? What would you say? I don't want them to know which one I would choose, crate or barrel. I love them both. Is that All your right. answer? I went straight before and it was wrong, so I'm going to say barrel. Okay. I said you would say, why would you do me like this, Tracy? <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> okay, I I'll didn't give know you that could be the answer. <laughs> Anything can be the answer. I'm going to give you half a point. You kinda oh my there. god. But I need some judges in this game. <laughs> okay. Number eight. And you have three and a half. Not enough. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm already screwed. So you're going to have to get the bonus. Okay. Uh, a restaurant that's been in Bosch that you would like to go to? Um, um, was it Frank and Musso's? I said El Compadre because you like Mexican, right? Dang it. <clears throat> I, I hate this game. <laughs> okay. Okay, what, what would Jay say was the season that Jay first interviewed Mitzi and Tim? <laughs> That's such a trick question. You're <laughs> evil. Oh, my gosh. I would say it was season four. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. Thank God. Okay, I feel a little redemption now. You're at, yeah, four and a half. One, two, three, four and a half. Okay. What actor likes fresh socks we've been interviewing people for a while together jay years now jay what actor jamie likes? hector ding 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 Woo! all right i got more than 50 percent because of that half point because I'm, of the I'm half happy. yeah okay so you can this the game's on the line you can win here but it is a bonus question so i don't i don't know how hard it will be in your mind but oh, what i know it's gonna be the worst what would Jay say was the most shocking opinion that I've had about the show or a disagreement of opinion about something in the show? Oh, my gosh. I will never forget this. One. Well, I did because nothing <laughs> sticks out. Um, hold on. Do you know how much Bosch we've talked? That is not fair. Um, geez. Um. Did, did it get heated? Or, man. Uh, I, I would never get heated. It, it got a disbelief, disbelief from you. How, oh, make, I'll, okay, I'm such a weasel or, or such a wimp. I'll give you the season. It was something in season seven. Last season? And we 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 argued about it? What? You, oh and, you and Pete were like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I have no idea. I really, I have, I have no idea. Okay. I really did try to give you a fair shot at winning this. Prize. I know you did. And maybe I'll there, give you maybe that. there'll be another opportunity. You, you were on a roll for a while there. Okay. In season seven, the shootout in the garage, when you guys were all impressed about Jay Edgar and Robertson and how they handled themselves and just under all that pressure. And I said, well, I'm, I'm proud of how Maddie handled herself too. And you guys, oh. just, you guys are like, What? <laughs> What did, what did she do? She she ran behind a car, and I'm like, well, she had you, to ma maneuver you fast. You are so right. Do you, you remember are so now? Right. Yes, I do yeah. remember, and how wrong you were. I do remember. <laughs> I remember. I think I even played that for Rob and, and Carter while I was editing, because I was like, they just can't believe that I said this. <laughs> God dang, I'm so bad at this game. That was a good answer. Well done, Tracy. I think you had well a good done. showing. You had a good showing. Man. Well, I'm a little disappointed for you, but also a little relieved because I don't yeah, know what you would have come up with. Do you want to say I'm what bad. you would have what you what you would have used? Oh, oh no! I would have put a ton of thought into that to make sure okay. it was perfect. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. That would not have been spur of the moment. <laughs> would have had to been some ridiculous adjective that was both amazing and painful to force you to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. Good showing, though. Good showing. All right. Well, the game was fun. Game was Should great. I'm still disappointed, but the game was great. Yeah. 
And this was a this was a nice a nice talk. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we sign off? Uh, just a good episode. Lots of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like we actually agreed on stuff here, except for your uh -huh. horrible game questions. But uh -huh. uh, you know, that was good. So we're going out. We're going out suspicious from this episode. Suspicious of Sloan. And who are we suspicious of in the the shootout? Who's who's on your radar there? It's got to be. I, you know, it's that whole team. I, I want to okay. single out like Cosgrove, but mm -hmm. you know the thing. I don't. I don't know. I I'm hesitant to to cast any potential blame anywhere because you know those things do happen in split seconds. Mm -hmm. Who? I you know I don't know. I just I'll say there's questions. I'll yeah, there's say. questions. Yeah, we we have some questions remaining from that incident. For sure. We have questions about Sloan and we, uh, we have some possibly some new information. We're, I, I'm a little hopeful, I guess, with finding the, the screen cutter is what we're calling him now because um, they do have some, well, they have DNA, but we didn't talk about this. There's no match in the system. Yeah. So That's that right. makes it hard, but this, the, the victim or got away. So maybe there's something that we can learn from that. And what else was I going to say? This will all I don't know. It out. I can't get in your mind. I'm not, I'm not good enough to do that. But I'm you, certainly going to try you, you, when I come up with it. You can't even get into your own mind because that was the goal. But... I, I know. <laughs> oh, and we have some hope for the Dr. Basu case because, you know, it seems like uh, Harry has a lead there. With a, okay. He had a meeting with the medical investigation board. Hopefully we'll find out more about that next episode. So we have some questions, some suspicions, and we have a little bit of a few leads possibly. So that's, that's plenty to go into the next episode. We should. Sure is. And you people look trying to keep us on our toes. Keep us on our toes. All right. Well, I guess that's it for tonight and we'll be back for Bosch legacy episode eight. Yes. See ya. See ya.